your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Golden Knights practice session Wednesday focused on details heading into game number two against the Winnipeg Jets. Hi again, everyone. I'm Tony Cardasco along with Chris Golick. You could find us on Twitter at LockdownVGK at Tony Dasco at TD Chris G and Lockdown Golden Knights on our sizzling hot YouTube channel. Please subscribe there. Sizzling. So the Golden Knights had a practice yesterday. And they focused on a lot of the smaller details. And Riley Smith, when he spoke to the media, Chris, he discussed about how the team needed to practice and practice hard after uh, the opening game loss. And he said that the key coming into tonight's game is pushing Winnipeg outside when the Jets come into the offensive zone. Remember yesterday, we were talking about a team that wants to go under Rick Bonus north-south. And so let's first of all look at that adjustment and how will the Vegas Golden Knights accomplish that? You said sizzling hot YouTube. I just clicked really fast while you were doing that. We had 800 people watch our show a couple of days ago and viewers are, our subs are going thank way you, up right now. You. So thank you folks for that. Yeah. First of all, that was a nice uh, little surprise. I sent you, I sent Tony a text last night and said our last show was approaching 400 this morning. It's at 800. So I guess uh, that's a good thing. So thank Thanks you all so for uh, checking it yeah. out. And hopefully we'll be, around with you for a long playoff run uh yeah. we'll have to you know a nice little segue to uh, adjustments and things like that you can't it, it, it's tough to just simply take a team out of their game i mean the vgk was was taken out of their game so to speak on tuesday so can they adjust and respond you go back to the regular season games i believe i covered both of the regular season games the one where they pretty much for lack of a better term just walked all over Winnipeg, and then the second time they played, it was a little bit of a closer game. Um, so there's been some adjustments already being made in season by the Winnipeg Jets. And then you look at Tuesday's game, obviously that was uh, the crest, if you will, um, as far as adjustments go. So can they basically slow down Winnipeg's in-your-face north-south style? Um, you hope so. They're going to need to. But this is maybe where the lack of physicality is going to hurt the Vegas Golden Knights. This has been something we've been talking about. It's kind of been pushed under the rug lately because things have been going so well as the regular season ended up. But we did mention a few different times that physicality is a concern. And on the other side of the ice, VGK needs to simply, as Cassidy says it, get inside. Um, you know, instead of Cassidy saying, oh, we can't figure out what's wrong with the second period or the team isn't ready for the game, now the new problem besides the power play is physicality and getting inside. So... You know, fight fire with fire, so to speak, sure. But, you know, is, is Keegan Colasar the answer when it comes to that physicality? Yeah, let's see if there's any momentum shift after that and the big late hit. Uh, what line changes would you suspect we see here in game two? I know Cassidy had hinted, and we saw it for a brief while there, one of the 23 Mark Stone shifts, which was just too heavy of a workload. I'm sorry. Um, but he hinted yesterday about an Eichel Stone Stevenson line. And eventually, I think it will morph into that. Uh, but what line changes? Are there any players you could see 
that will be inserted into the lineup for game number two tonight? Doubtful. Um, it looks like they're at least going to start the game with how they started the game on Tuesday, which is pushing Stone back to line three. But if uh, push comes to shove, I do see Stone going back up. I mean, I'm kind of surprised they're not starting with that Stone Eichel line uh, that you just mentioned. Um, I figured with the amount of shifts that they had together, they basically played most of the second and the entire third period together. You figure that was what the end game was, so to speak, for these lines. Um, outside of that, there's not going to be any changes tonight that I'm aware of unless there's a surprise. Uh, there was a couple of players that had maintenance days yesterday. Braden McNabb had a personal day yesterday, but Cassidy's quote was he does not expect any surprises. So you can talk about a couple of things right now. And the first thing I'll mention is Will Carrier. What's his situation? He's in the non-contact jersey. Usually the non-contact jersey indicates, you know, a three to four to, you know, six-day window for when he's going to return. You can even look at what Mark Stone was doing last week, who was out even longer than Will Carrier. So Will Carrier might not need as much time. Now, let's just fast forward. Let's say game three. I don't think it's going to be tonight. Let's say game three, Will Carrier draws in the lineup. doesn't even matter who he's going to replace at the moment. Let's Let's just say he draws in. Is Will Carrier going to be in the same spot where Mark Stone is? And not necessarily White Cloud to the same degree, but, you know, a player coming back from a mid to long term injury, whereas now you have three players who I don't want to call them anchors on the ice. That's definitely not the proper way, but that's the similarity as far as, you know, their speed as they're getting back to game, you know, to game speed. I didn't necessarily like White Cloud's game on on Tuesday either, and we'll hope that's simply the first game, you know, jitters, first game, you know, back from injury. And Mark Stone, we certainly hope he's going to have more energy and more speed tonight. Yeah, I'm just getting a feeling that perhaps, and we spoke about it yesterday, there was some of VGK overlooking Winnipeg, just based on Cassidy and the way he's talking and the way now that he says that he believes that they could get to Hellebuck. Um, he said yesterday he felt that, again, they do need that net front presence because he feels that you could force Connor Hellebuck into a lot of mistakes, and he makes mistakes by giving up rebounds, and rebound control for Winnipeg is going to be a major key tonight in this game. Connor Hellebuck has been doing this for a long time and doing it at a very high level for a long time. I think there's more times than not he's getting greater than 50 starts. Don't quote me on that. I'm just simply... uh guessing but I, I know he gets a ton of starts every single year and is a huge reason for any level of success that Winnipeg gets whether they're simply in the eighth seed like they are well wild card two or if they you know make a higher run at the division he's a huge part of that so I think Cassidy might be trying a little bit of gamesmanship hoping uh you know Hellbuck happens to turn on a, a little presser or something like that but I don't think Cassidy's comments are going to uh go that far but back to Hellebuck he's a world-class goalie he's been carrying that team for you know basically the last half decade or so if not even longer and that was my concern I probably said this about two months ago on the show where you know one of the we, we were talking about who we might want to see VGK play and we talked about LA we talked about Seattle talked you about Edmonton you did not want to play Winnipeg, Winnipeg. You said, I didn't no want to play Winnipeg. Connor Hellebuck scares me by himself. And <laughs> outside of Hellebuck, um, Winnipeg, they're not as heavy. Uh, going back to the Dustin Bufflin era, of course, uh, when we played uh, Winnipeg in 2017-18, they're not as heavy as they were during that time, but they're still a big and heavy team. 
And the VGK are not as big and heavy. You you go back to the season one team who was able to, you know, they, they definitely fought back a little bit to Winnipeg's physicality. And I know everyone's going to say, oh, but we had Ryan Reeves back then. Just stop it. Just just, just go. I know. Okay, Ryan Reeves had the game winner in, in the conference final. I, I get that, everybody. I get that. But Reeves was not the sole reason that we were able to get past the Winnipeg Jets. Um you know, you just got to find a way to slow their game down a little bit and make them, you know, force them a little more to the perimeter, I guess. Uh, make them go to the outside. Make them, instead of doing the dump and chase, make them try and make the entries at the blue line. Maybe that's where you can slow them down a little bit. Thinking back to a defensive style like the Carolina Hurricanes where they kind of stack the blue line, so to speak. I know Winnipeg is going to be willing to dump, dump and chase, and so what? Then VGK will have to match that. Um, on the other side of the ice, VGK needs to commit to getting pucks deep. Just Fight fire with fire, get the pucks deep, beat up those defensemen, make Nate Schmidt nice and tired, and then find a way to hopefully uh, fatigue them into a mistake, you know, sometime later in the game. Why is one of the buzzwords, okay, we've talked so much, excuse land for VGK over the course of this season is, is injuries. But following this game, VGK had to fight off a lot of rust. And I was trying to figure this one out, but the only player that was rusty was Mark Stone. And Stone and Eichel, I forgot to mention yesterday, Stone was also minus three on the ice. But, you know, again, I just think that that's on Cassidy for playing him way too many shifts, way too much time. And Stone played more minutes and seconds maybe uh, than Jack Eichel in that game. But what rust are, are we talking about here? That's the only rust. You're not talking about a team that was off from uh, a Thursday to a Tuesday night. Rust was the excuse. I just, I just had that up to here yesterday. No, it's, I mean, the reality is Mark Stone missed a lot of time. Zach Whitecloud missed a little bit of time. So going back to the, to the stone side of the conversation, his rust, if you will, will carry to, will carry. I like that. Will we'll carry. carry. I like that. Um, yeah. His rust will will port be portrayed upon his line mates, so to speak. And you certainly saw that. Um, I didn't feel Mark Stone, you know, it just wasn't very effective. Like even when he's on the ice, um, not terribly effective. Now, something that he does well is where, especially in a game where the VGK is having a tough time, is gaining entry across the blue line while possessing the puck. He has that ability. He's not a fast player. I mean, definitely, especially right now, he's not a fast player, but he is smart with the puck. And like Jack Eichel, he can create time and space for other players and maybe even a little bit smarter between the blue lines than Jack Eichel, who might get a little bit ahead of himself and just try and make one too many moves. So, you know, that was one of the lone bright spots of Mark Stone's game. Hopefully we'll get a couple, you know, a couple more power plays. Maybe Mark Stone can chip in from the bumper and do something and it'll all just kind of work itself out. But back to the rust, one way you're going to shake that rust off is by playing him. You're going to play him. You're going to have to play him a lot, which Cassidy did. That might have been the game plan. You know, I mentioned this on yesterday's show. Uh, there was no pitch counts that Cassidy was aware of going into the game. Just basically, you know, getting back to game speed, shaking off that fatigue. So play him, get him out there, get him in multiple situations, get him comfortable again, get Stone hitting. He did have a nice big hit in the game. He has to get hit a few times, see how his body responds. And, I mean, all that time missed, two back surgeries, you know, it's in his head to a degree about his personal health. So he just needs to get back to it. So 
Let's hope uh, this was going back to the horse racing reference. That was the race that he needed. That was the start that he needed. And now today is tonight is, you know, the bigger race, so to speak. This is the stakes race that he was getting ready for. And hopefully, uh, you know, he'll take VGK to the finish line. There you go, Tony. Oh, you're saying Stone's going to go up in class tonight. I like that. Oh, there we go. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. We got to we're not going to break that maiden, Tony. So now, again, VGK has to manufacture odd man rushes. Net yes. front presence is obviously uh-huh. something that they have to improve on in this game. But at what point, and I'm tired of protecting him, but at what point does Jackie Aces step up? It's time for him to be the focal point uh, of this team and this offense. It is. It's time the, for him to step up, right? Some people say, we're saying in the, in the Twitter uh, universe that, Michael still hasn't played a playoff game yet. And I mean, it, he it, it's, it kind of felt like that at times. I mean, he didn't like, you didn't really see too many of those moments where he controls the pace, you know, back to what we said a few seconds ago about gaining the blue line. And then, you know, his patent and go behind the net, look for someone. Okay. No one's open. He'll go back all the way to the blue line and come all the way back down and we have the sway going right now. Um, and eventually, you know, make a pass to somebody. So we didn't see, a whole lot of that credit Winnipeg to, of course, having some type of game plan in place to not allow VGK to work the perimeter to create that time and space. So, you know, this this is playoffs, right? Just some greasy, ugly goals. Sure, the rushes are nice. Sure, if we can get, you know, a nice power play tic-tac-toe type of goal, that would be great. But, you know, this is the, you know, going back to that, that, that amazing Ryan Reeves goal, you know, it was a seeing eye shot from the blue line that he tipped. And he tipped it high. He tipped it from like, like, I think near the top of the circle, if I'm not mistaken, in that game. So, you know, more shots on net. You know, the crowd's going to be yelling shoot from the word go. We know that. I mean, we know how the cheap seats, we love to chirp when they're not shooting enough. You know, you're going to hear a lot of that. And was it 17 shots? 17 shots on goal. That's got to change. That needs to, the first number needs a four tonight. They need to, and I don't care if they're, I don't care if they put 40 shots on goal and 34 of them are lazy point shots. I mean, listen, give me a Pete DeBoer game tonight. Give me a Pete DeBoer game where they shoot at every single thing that moves because eventually something's going to happen. Something will happen if you can put that many shots on Hellebuck. So, yeah. you know, especially if you get a cheap one that just kind of, uh, you know, hits a couple of feet or something like that and goes in nice and slowly where Hellebuck's going left and the puck uh, just kind of goes slowly into the net past him. That That's how you get in his head, not Bruce Cassidy chirping him from uh, from the, the podium at City National. See, and the thing that I see with Eichel again is he's given up so much of his offense to play defense, and he's become, no doubt. And he's done a good better, job at it, too. Let's be fair. He's done a good job. Absolutely. But you know what? Let him play. Just let him play tonight. Sounds let like the play. way. It sounds like the Will Carlson uh, path to success right now. Focus <laughs> on the defense. Just let him. Just let him score. Just let him, That's what he. That's what you need him to do. And especially when lead. to use a cast lead, lead and score. Lead and score. Yeah. When 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 this team is functified or they're in a funk right right now. Snakebin. Snakebin. Okay, but they can't score goals in the playoffs. And sooner or later, that's been a concern for goals. three, what, Ages. basically the last three runs way back in the year. Well, but way back in the history of this franchise in playoff games, season seasons one and see, the Galan era was fine. The DeBoer area and obviously Cassidy <laughs> is incomplete, so we're not going to blast him too much. You know, well, at least I'm not going to. I know you are, Tony. Um, no, 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 but, no, I'm not blasted. No, I, I'm just no, no, you're, you're making fair points. You're making fair points about BGK's concern scoring goals on the big stage and it is a concern uh the power play i'm sure we haven't i don't know if we made it we said it or not yet but that's obviously you know listen, you gotta score on the power play enough 
They do have just to score. Don't... Just two for their last 22 in the last eight games. Don't... I wonder if you bring that back to playoff play, where that how that resonates as well, which is probably even going to be even worse. Um, so what, I had something teed up. Something teed up. Shots, <laughs> no, Colorado, power, power play. Plays, oh, yeah, no, just the power play. On the power play. The, the Not... goal, yeah, I mean, it's all, all the canned responses, I guess. But um, right. The goal for the power play tonight is not to get booed by the home crowd. The oh expectations goodness. are so low right now, you know, where if they don't get booed, I mean, they're it's like a cat. You know, cats have no have no expectations in life. They, you know, their their expectations are so low. So if a cat actually goes by and headbutts your leg, you're all excited because the cat gave you some effect, some affection. But otherwise, cats they do nothing. They sleep all day. They, you know, whatever. VGK needs to have uh, better expectations than a cat on a power play. There you go. There you go. Speaking of cats, when we return, we'll talk about the Panthers. That okay. was not coordinated, folks. That yeah, was not it was coordinated. not coordinated. No. And uh, Boston, now on yeah. the ropes, perhaps. We'll talk about the playoffs. They're not on the ropes. Much, They're much more ropes, coming your way. Later on, we'll have our predictions and our locks of the night. Jackie Aces, he's got to do something. When we return right here on Locked On Golden Knights, something special is coming to build.com that's right major announcement drum roll okay to build.com on saturday april the 22nd so we don't have all the details yet but the excitement is definitely real and it's something you won't want to miss if you know how built works then they have the most incredible protein bars in the world and they do these amazing flavor drops with unreal flavors in limited quantities so again mark your calendar and head to built.com on Saturday, that's April 22nd, and you will be one of the first to discover what all the hype is about. And I can't wait to see. Chris and I are looking for care packages, everything. Uh, make sure that you use the promo code LOCKEDON15, and you will get 15% off of your order at built.com. You didn't expect that, Cobb. Uh, welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick from Las Vegas. We appreciate you making us your first listen each and every day. Get on this bandwagon. And again, find us. Uh, you can find us on Twitter each and every day, wherever your podcasts are available. And of course, on the YouTube channel. And speaking please, of bandwagon right. athletics, Vegas, there we go. How about this? Okay. It was just took us a matter of time. That was going to be WTF, right? So they're going to go to the old Wild Wild West property, yes. which is a ton of land. And it is on the northwest side uh, right there, uh, Dean Martin and Tropicana. Oh, we need more traffic issues on Trop. We don't have enough in any event. They're, they're going to have to drop Tropicana again. <laughs> Tropicana. They're to drop it even farther. We used to live. So, Tony, when we first moved out here, we lived in those budget suites right across the street there for a little bit. Really? That was where we stayed when we first came out here in 2008. Literally right across the street. Could walk right across uh, to a wild, wild west whenever I was feeling a little bit saucy and dangerous and felt like uh, risking, you know, pers my personal well-being. And that's 
that's even before you walk in the place. But, um, you know, we did live there for a little bit and that is a busy area. That is a very busy area. And there's even more businesses there. Now there's a raising canes over there. Woo. Um, but you know, that whole area is definitely getting a lot Don't better. Forget and, about in and out burger. That's a in out burger. That, 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 I think it's the OG one in the city too, right? If yeah. Someone said, someone said yesterday, Oh yeah, that area needs more traffic, you know, around in and out burger. Yeah. I mean, hopefully there's something involving, I mean, you can maybe even make a case now where they can make some type of joint exits that goes directly to wherever their parking is going to be and share it with, you know, the T-Mobile entrances and stuff back there. And there's a lot of stuff they could possibly do to, you know, hopefully enhance that. I mean, listen, they've done a good job with the area around T-Mobile as far as traffic goes. Now you're going to add the potential for crossover in the spring and the fall of baseball and hockey and even football games also in the fall. So it's, um, yeah, it's cool, um, but being the one that's going to have to, you know, pitch people on traffic issues and stuff like that, that that's going to be some wizardry to figure all that out. Yeah, so it is confirmed closing in on the agreement to construct a $1 billion property. So are they still going to be Moneyball when they come? Honest question. Like, no. Is it still Moneyball they, when they come here? They or can't is be. it? They can't be. They got to open the coffers. And I'm sure yes. that there's been a lot of... Uh, a lot of discussions behind the scenes, and we already have a minor league baseball team. How are we going to support two minor league teams here in Vegas? <laughs> yeah. Listen, they had 30 the, call-ups from the Aviators last year. 30. And so the Aviators saw... still outdraw <laughs> the Oakland Athletics on an average basis. Yeah, this will be nice, though. A nice 32,000-seat baseball It'll facility. be small. It's got to be, it's gotta be a dome, obviously. Yeah, dome. Yeah, looking forward to that. A billion-dollar project. Back to hockey for a moment, just for a moment. Okay, uh, so we look around at some of the what playoff I... series and uh, <laughs> the NHL playoffs. If there's one thing, that we've just seen so many surprises. And another thing that's really stood out, two goal leads just don't last in the NHL. And that's why when VGK digs himself <sighs> a hole the other night, I'm thinking they're going to come back because that's nothing in the National Hockey League. But the biggest shocker yesterday had to be how Florida dominated Boston. Uh, watching that game, third period, okay? It got ugly. Did you see Did you see the faceoffs? At one point, it was uh, Florida won 13 of 16 faceoffs. So they need Bergeron or Carlson or someone there in the faceoff circle um, to, to win faceoffs. And a lot of them happened, of course, in the Boston uh, defensive zone. It, and when the wheels come off, the two, wheels yeah. come off, and we've, we've or, seen this in two, Vegas. Yeah, one or two of them led, led to led to goals. Um, when I remember when Edmonton absolutely crushed us uh, down the stretch at home in Vegas, uh, that was another situation where the faceoffs were absolutely dominated the other way. And, you know, the, the scoreboard, it was a, a similar score, a three-goal high you know, game where, uh, you know, the, the home team lets in a ton of goals and a ton of uh, – chances and stuff so i mean it's listen this is playoff hockey guys it's unpredictable unpredictable you don't know what's going to happen i don't know what's going to happen the seating means very 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 little once the playoffs start and just a reminder the los angeles kings have won the stanley cup as an eight seed folks so you know there's no more eight seeds quote unquote but that's wild card one and two basically the seven and eight seeds so listen we hope bgk finds a way to get past winnipeg and it would be it would be very unfortunate if VGK could not get past Winnipeg, but it's not an upset if any of these lower seeded teams 
can take out the higher seeded teams. And I know going into play yesterday, it was two and six as far as the higher seeded to lower seeded teams go. And then yesterday now, so the Panthers won. So now that'll be a lower seed. Now we can take that to two and seven. Let's see. They'll take a two and seven. Oilers won. So now we're three. Now we're three and seven. And then. Uh, the Carolina the stars got it stars. figured out last night in our high scoring game. So point being is, and listen, maybe that's a little bit of hope as well for uh, some of the higher seeded teams figuring it out in game number two. So, you know, this all kind of circles back to VGK in some strange way, whereas hopefully they'll figure it out. And, uh, you know, the cream will rise at the top, so to speak, but you know, is VGK the cream? Okay. Again, you've got Edmonton <laughs> and Los Angeles, this series it's been great so far. Yes, that was good games. hockey yesterday. It was good hockey Tied yesterday. up again at uh, one apiece in another Edmonton lead of two to nothing evaporates. And the way to beat Edmonton, I'm starting to figure out, and maybe everyone else as well, is to get them to make a stupid penalty and put yeah, them in Yeah, what was up with him yesterday? He was... Uh... He was um, a friggin' um, I'm trying to think of a word right now. He was just hacking at everything yesterday. A hack. He was a hack. Yeah, there you go. He was he was definitely a hack yesterday. And you know, like it's one thing you take one shot, but he just kept on going and going and going. And you're watching stuff, you know, happening in front of the benches. I mean, especially going back to that uh, Boston Florida game, there was just mayhem in front of the benches on the line changes. Kachuk doing his thing, and you know, back to Edmonton, LA, we got the winner of that series, and it's nice to see that series getting a little ugly at times, a little chippy, and uh, you know, the games going deep as far as you know in the balance all the way until you know, close in the end there. Um, Corpus Allo, he's got some kinks right now in his armor, so to speak. He started both games, I believe. And yeah. the game-winning goal for Edmonton, I didn't think, I mean, it was a partial screen going on there, but that's not the goal you want to give up with, you know, seven or eight minutes left, or 10 minutes, whatever it was, you know, in the third period. That's not the type, you don't give up any goals, but that's not the type of goal you're going to feel good about. That's that's when your coach is going to give you the one more save. You know, that's that was the one more save goal right there that went in. And, you know, hopefully uh, back in VGK land, we, uh, we do get that one more save because we certainly could have used that one more save, but, you know, game one, certainly not in Brassois at all. And I, I still ask, why not Aiden? Why is Aiden Hill not hit the ice right now, Tony? He's got it. Like he's going back. Play. I know we're circling around. But... I'd start him tonight in a perfect position. Uh, just the change, I think, would help to bolster this team. But he's uh, in he's in the same world as Mark Stone, Tony. He does not have NHL game speed right now. He's not even back for warmups. How do we know? I mean, we don't even know. I mean, are, oh no, we know. We know something's up. We know something is up with the with, between Hill and Cassidy. I'll I'll, I'll say that. Yeah, for sure. And hopefully well, there's lack I, of trust like or whatever it. it is. There's he's something. He's been Winnipeg all three times this year. So he's got to know something. Okay, Stars win last night 7-3. They even up the series against Minnesota 1-1. Carolina now up 2 to nothing. The overtime goal by Jesper Fest. Yeah, they lost uh, Tuevo Teravine in broken hand now. So now they're down three big pieces in Carolina. Jeez, I didn't see that part. And then yep. uh, the big game tonight, the Kraken with that one to nothing series lead. I love it. I love it. Over Colorado, that'll be a 4-1. Could you imagine this if it somehow it was Vegas Kraken in the conference final? How amazing would that be? 31-32 yeah. and 32 just giving the finger to the rest of the NHL. Like, hey, we got this figured out. Oh, I know. Mister. Okay, so Mr. Official slash referee, I have to ask you a question. There's a lot of penalties. We typically don't see some of these ticky-tack penalties in the playoffs. Do you feel the officials are currently setting the tone for the rest of the series or the playoffs? 
by calling a lot of these penalties early? Because I seem to think that there's more penalties uh, that are being called through the first game or two than we've seen in the past. And depends on what fan base. It depends on what fan base you talk to right now. I mean, Edmonton feels that they're getting absolutely crushed by the officials. And well, they stuff. are. So, yeah. you know, my thing about that is I've, n- I've never liked how, okay, it's playoff hockey, put the whistles away. Like, I never liked the refs changing the game from season to season. What I mean is regular season to playoff season. I've never liked how there's this playoff officiating. Like, like listen, the officiating should be the same in no matter what. You should call the same penalties at the same stage of the game. It should not change just because it's the playoffs. It shouldn't change because it's game seven. I've never liked the, oh, they're putting their whistles away, sort of. You know, it should be the same consistent officiating from the beginning. And then, listen, if they put put the whistles away, sort of speak, in the playoffs because that's better, then put them away in the regular season, too. What's the difference? Give them the hockey game that they want. And I think all players would agree, as long as it's, the officiating is even throughout, you know, as far as what they call in the regular season versus the playoffs. I don't think a lot of people would be upset about that. Coming up next, we'll have our locks of the night, our predictions coming up for game number two, VGK and uh, the Winnipeg Jets. We'll return with tomorrow right after You almost this. said the Edmonton Jets again. You almost said it, Tony. I said it the other day. You caught I know. me, huh? I caught it. I caught that. I caught that. <laughs> Canadian teams, who who cares? Uh, we'll return with tomorrow right after them all this. the playoffs. I'm locked on Golden Knights. For a championship team, it's all about making sure that every player is a perfect fit. And it's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time that you need parts and accessories, just head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure that every part you need is just right the first time around. Just add your uh, to your ride at My Garage and then... You go to the green check and you know that that part will fit or your money is returned. Get your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game. When you shop at eBay Motors and with the over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, you can bring it home with the win and the right parts are guaranteed. So get to the right parts, find them, the right fit, and the right prices at eBay ebaymotors.com that's ebaymotors.com let's ride eligible items only exclusions apply welcome back to locked on golden knights tony cradasco and chris gallick from las vegas chris we're going to go over the time limit but before we get into anything else um was it a surprise Uh, manny viveros is out as the head coach of the henderson silver knights Three seasons, uh, battled cancer, just, you know, a super guy, right? Um, an honest guy and a guy that's really passionate about hockey and about his team. Yeah, I mean, listen, we, it, it, they're mutually agreeing to, to you know, part ways, so to speak. His contract is up in the end of June. They're not going to, he's not going to be coming back. Well, we don't know if this was a performance-based, you know, decision by both parties or if it is a more personal decision because of, you know, what Manny Vibros has gone through. We don't know, you know, if he's going to be coaching again or not. Um, if we're going to focus on the business side of this, he's not the reason, you know, things didn't go well in Henderson for the last couple of years. There's been so many injuries here in Vegas with the Knights. So, you know, listen, we love, I, I love the guy. I love listening to him. I love the way he coaches. I love uh, watching him on the bench and I love uh, just his passion for the players and wanting them to succeed. 
Okay. Uh, Steve March, uh, Steve Marsh, yesterday on my Twitter feed, when I put up the news, he said uh, Dallas Akins was in the VGK press box the other night. Hmm. Hmm. He's out of, <laughs> he's out of work. That's pretty cool. And then uh, I started a rumor. I believe John Stevens is going to get a head coaching job out of this. Uh, the VGK assistant, he's been a head coach before. And that Anaheim job is open. This is this is a gap deal. This is a gap deal for him, right? You think now. this is going to happen? I I start to I'm starting to speculate myself. Yeah. No sources. Know. No sources have told me. Okay, let's get into our locks of the night and our predictions. And so I am going to go with the only player that would actually shoot the puck the other night, and that was Riley <laughs> Smith. He had five of the seventeen shots. He was not scared to shoot the puck. So Riley Smith and Nick Waugh, three to two VGK on the bounce back. Oh, let's get cliche, bro. Oh, Tony, they're gonna they're mad at you. You you, you took the Knights to win right now, so you just yeah. uh, people are on uncl- unsubscribing right get now. The farm it, it, on it, Winnipeg. Does. Yeah, they are. All right, so let's uh, let's chalk it up tonight. Give me Eichel and Stone because those are the leaders. Those are the ones that need to do it. And I'll ride uh, with you three to VGK as well in the bounce back. All right, Chris, what's going to happen tonight? What's the score? I will get again. That's my man. Five one Jets again. Oh again. Goodness. And I believe the the two best Jet players are going to do the best. Who the two Jets players are going to do the best? Two best. The the players. two best. So what? Morrissey and uh, Shifley or uh, Shifley yeah. Wheeler. Mm-hmm. Well, if a VGK player does well, who's it going to be? He's predicting he doom and gloom. He's saying he doom and gloom. Doom okay. and gloom. He said uh, none of them. None of them. He's, he's down listen, on his team. Chris might be the new Tony Cordasco right now. Like he might it. be the new. Instead of, instead of Chris off. Jr., he's Tony Jr. <laughs> <laughs> well, VGK score in this game. Holy smokes. They need to score goals. Uh, yeah, find three. You got to find three. VGK. I think everyone, there's no questions about, about that yesterday at the presser. None. Don't Listen, think, I, I don't know. I I'd mean, shake it's it up, you know, man. I would shake it up. I would do it's, it. We we we've we've talked about 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 that before. Versus you know the heat you get elsewhere, and maybe give it time. Maybe give it time. I don't know. I think a number of shifts has to be over under eighteen and a half for Stony. I call them Stony. How about that? They, I think they get he gets Stony. I think he gets Stony. Okay, and it's four twenty, so he is Stony. I, I was just thinking that Tony when you said that, and. uh who was that? We we had a stoner on the team. We had a stoner. Remember, we uh, from Anaheim. We got something, and that was like the, you know, every VGK fan thinks they're the first one to walk around with the stoner jersey. There'll there'll be plenty of them in the crowd tonight, and hopefully it's a complete stoners sellout. or stoner jerseys. Hopefully it's a complete sellout. There weren't there were some empty seats I saw on TV. Yeah, there's always empty seats on TV, but I'm sure it was 18k plus in the on paper. Okay. Gamesmanship, perhaps. There's a lot of there's a lot of empty seats on Wednesday or on Tuesday. <laughs> I saw a lot of uh, chatter yesterday about Elliot Friedman talking about VGK playing games. This is gamesmanship, and we don't know how much of this is true. VGK played games with the rink lights for the Jets practices back in 2018. They did not forget. He says that nice. they have also removed the pedals from the exercise bikes outside of the Jets dressing room, and he said around the league that he thinks that this everyone thinks this is extremely bush league but then they had a reporter go outside the locker rooms yesterday there is one broken pedal fix it vgk come on man 
There's one that's, broken. I mean, uh, that kid, it's got to be coincidence. If that's if that's really happening, that's just as goofy as we are. That would be terrible if that's really happening. I <laughs> that mean, would be. Listen, if a fan pulls the fire alarm in the hotel, so be it. We can't fix that, Tony. But right, right. right. What hotel? They although in Vegas, no at? one leaves a hotel when that happens anyway. What hotel? Yeah, these fans are not fierce, man. You got to get savagery going and start to call the team hotel. Where are they staying? Take all the cream away from the coffee in the lounge if you want to do something. I mean, I don't know. Of course, coming up tomorrow, we will have a recap. And everydayers, thanks so much for making Lockdown Golden Knights your first listen each and every day. And again, more tomorrow and the recap of game number two. And also tomorrow, of course, it is WTF. We don't want too much to happen in this game tonight. It might, it might, be, might, it might get ugly if you go 0-2 for WTF, WTF, Tony. It might get ugly. All right. We hope that uh, the fans start chirping early and often. For my man, Chris Golick, I'm Tony Cardasco from Las Vegas. We appreciate you tuning in. Make sure you check out the YouTube channel, Lockdown Golden Knights, and please subscribe. We'll see you tomorrow right here on Lockdown Golden Knights.